Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, this is Joe Lynch from Logistics of Logistics. Thank you for coming to my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about you lose your why, you lose your way. We're going to talk with Mike Temple from TransStrategy Partners. He's going to lead us on that topic. Thanks for coming, Mike. Well, thanks for having me, Joe. Great to be here. No problem. So Mike Temple is a great friend of mine and started off as a client. Mike is just such a positive force. He's very polite. He's ethical. He's kind. He's a fun guy. Been very, very generous with his time and his knowledge, not only with me, but with so many other people that I know Mike works with. Mike and I have collaborated on so many articles and webinars and projects over the years that I'm never sure anymore which are Mike's ideas and which ones are mine. They've just kind of become ours. Plus, Mike played some football back in college, so I probably waste uh, at least one week a year talking about football with Mike. So, <laughs> Great, great guy. A little bit about Mike's career. Mike is an executive coach at TransStrategy Partners. And probably many of you know TransStrategy Partners through their relationship with TIA. TransStrategy Partners specializes in coaching and training, especially owners and executives in the transportation logistics space. So they know everybody. <laughs> and um, everybody knows them also. So very connected guys, very good guys. Prior to Mike joining TransStrategy Partners, uh, he had deep experience in the financial banking and investment space. Mike has a degree in business administration from Utah State. So, Mike, did I miss anything or screw anything up? Uh, you know what? I tell you what, Joe, if you did screw anything up, it made it sound a heck of a lot better than what it, it actually is. So I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay. So, Mike, before we get on to lose your why, lose your way, Tell me, how did you get into coaching? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question, Joe, because it's one of those careers that you know I did not go looking for. It kind of found me, if you will. Uh, my background in the financial services industry was in the investment field, if you will. And one of the things that I was trained and coached on, if you will, is you know analyzing corporations, large organizations. And I could always tell by going through some simple steps, if you will, those organizations that had a higher propensity to succeed over those that probably had a lesser opportunity of succeeding. So it was kind of this pattern that I had developed and I would look through different companies you know, before investing in my clients' money into them. And not to mention that I was a business owner myself within the franchise industry. But after you know the uh, financial crisis in 2007, I was released from my position within the, the investment bank and I kind of started out on my own. And I always had a passion and an admiration for business owners. And I had a lot of friends who were business owners and they would ask me, you know, Mike, what are some of the tools, some of the things that I need to do to kind of help my business to succeed? So I, I took, you know, that strategy that I had developed, for lack of a better term, or a formula, and I would walk my friends who were business owners through these steps, you know, that had a lot to do with their vision, their strategy, what they were looking to accomplish. And I started gaining some clients in that fashion. Well, through my network, I met 
good friend and colleague now, Joel McGinley at Trans Strategy Partners. And I applied this skill that I had, plus I you know, certified with a couple of organizations in executive coaching. And together, Joel and I have been working at Trans Strategy, working with owners and executives within this industry. Yeah. And Mike, I'd like to clarify uh, for my listeners, Mike did not cause the financial crisis. Some people say so, but I've never believed that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Mike, uh, why do companies hire executive recruiters? I know you guys work very much with transportation logistics companies, and I'm very familiar with those guys too. Why do so many of them work with you guys? You know, usually what we have found is that the organization becomes you know, somewhat stagnant in their growth. They just kind of plateau, kind of sit there. And the, you know, usually what the symptoms of that are is you know, there's, oh, there's no vision for the organization. Uh, perhaps it's not the right culture anymore for that organization. Joe, you and I, we co-wrote a paper, Culture Eats Strategy for Breakfast. You know, and right. Sometimes there's, <laughs> you know, there's, there is no strategy on you know, how do we get from where we're at to where we want to go. And that's usually the symptoms of why uh, an owner would engage with us. In effect, they lost their why. <laughs> they lost their why. <laughs> yeah. So when you say lose your why, lose your way, what do you mean by that? First, let's kind of clarify a couple of definitions, you know, as to what people may accidentally think a why is for. And this isn't my own thing. This is Simon Sinek, and, you know, but I do practice it from what he calls the golden circle. And the golden circle consists of three paradigms, if you will. One is the what, W-H-A-T. You know, every company knows what they do. You know, that's the product they make, you know, the service they sell, brokerage, you know, we, we broker freight, okay? They sometimes know how. A company may know how they do it. They may do it in a particular way. You know, there are some things that make them special and to set them apart from how they do it from the competition. You know, but that how, Joe, it only lasts for a little while. Let me give you an example. Remember when the first camera came out in cell phones? It was innovative. It was new. It was exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. However, less than a year later, that market advantage disappeared when everyone else started putting cameras in their cell phones. So it really wasn't their true what. It was kind of a novelty. TMS is a perfect example in our space, Mike. You and I've talked about this a few times that some of our shared clients would say, hey, I have this great TMS. And they'd say that was what separated them from the pack. And you kind of go, eh, not so much. It's just everybody has it. <laughs> I mean, it's an off-the-shelf product you bought. It's kind of hard to say, yeah, I'm better than everyone else. I, I'm using the same system that 1,500 other companies use. Correct. And that's not a, a knock against our partners in the TMS industry. You know, I, I know you know that you know, because they provide a great service. But that's a perfect example. You know, we, you know, let's talk about our TMS and why on the technology side we're, we're advanced. You know, there's almost, it seems like there's almost more, you know, TMS organizations out there, there are brokers, and they provide a valuable, valuable service to our industry. But that's a great example. Now, for the why, you know, the W-H-Y, if you will, see, very, very few organizations know why they do what they do. And here's the caveat. It's not about making money. Making money, that's going to be the result. Why is, you know, it's more of a purpose. You know, there's more of a cause. You know, it's an innate belief. 
it's really kind of the very reason that your organization does exist. What would happen if your company disappeared? I guarantee you the freight would be moved. Those employees would find other places to go work. But what would everybody look back on and say, you know what we miss? That company because that's the why. Right. And Mike, you mentioned this idea of, you know, what your purpose is. I know we've had separate conversations in the past about being purpose-driven versus, say, personality-driven. So what does that mean for a company in, in our space? A purpose-driven organization and a personality-driven, you know, personality is, you know, it, it's kind of that bigger-than-life individual that has to be there. But once that individual, that personality steps out of the business or their presence is not there, the organization kind of slows down. And that's more of a, of a personality driven, high energy, you know, kind of pushes people along and they use various techniques, right? To kind of spur people along. Purpose driven organizations that, you know, I can't remember who said it, but it was best paraphrased when they said, people don't really leave. Purposes leave. So, when we look at leadership, there's really two types of leadership, right? There's those who inspire us. Those are the individuals that give us, you know, kind of a purpose, you know, kind of a belonging, you know, and they don't really motivate us with external factors because leaders, they can motivate, us, you know, it's kind of that, uh, you know, the carrot and the stick, work smarter, work harder. And they either do this out of fear or an incentive, right? You know, it's that carrot and the stick. If you do what I ask you to do, you might get this carrot. If you don't do, I'm going to hit you with the stick. <laughs> so, right. But those are external factors that motivate people. Before you get off that purpose driven. So I think of Steve Jobs as, you know, that big personality who had just had such an impact on Apple. His company. Now, was, is that a personality-driven company, or did he just communicate the purpose? I don't. I mean, I know it's not the most. Excellent joke. Yes, Steve Jobs made it his mantra to make sure everyone knew the purpose of Apple. He's a perfect example. You know, as you know, he was a part of Apple, then he was dismissed by the board, and they found out that it just didn't have that. Steve Jobs touch. He comes back. Apple takes off again. Second time around. Steve Jobs realized I did not express and implement the purpose of Apple computers. Apple computers does not sell more computers than anyone else. That's what's odd. But they're a purpose-driven organization that once Steve Jobs is no longer with us, the organization continues to grab hold to that purpose. That's what moves the organization forward. It's deeply personal. See, people at Apple, they act for the good of the whole. Not really because they have to. It's because that they want to. That's the primary difference. So in that case, Steve Jobs, even though he is a big personality, it wasn't a personality-driven company. He was the guy who was kind of articulating the purpose. He was the guiding light of that purpose. And it's, it, it does seem as even after, in his, even after he passed away, the company's still doing very well. And maybe they kept the purpose, even though they lost their guy who originally articulated it. We'll get right back to the podcast in just a moment. If you sell transportation or logistics services, the Logistics of Logistics can help you sell more. 
Our customized program will help you understand your sales personality, including your strengths and blind spots, get more sales leads, and improve your communication and salesmanship. We can also position you as a recognized industry expert and help you reach your target audience. To learn more, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com. And now, back to the show. So, Mike, one of the things that we've talked about in the past is this all sounds good. You know, we want to have the right type of culture. We want to have a strategy. We want to have a great purpose. But does all this lead to better business results? Because I know probably most of the people talking to you, talking to me, want better business results. Yes. You know, our market, our employees are changing. You know, individuals, we evolve and we change. And you'll find your customer is becoming more acute of the purpose of organizations, what they stand for, do they believe employees want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. They want to contribute. They want to have an impact to the community. And with a purpose-driven organization, you know, when you work with just revenue-driven, those two motivational factors, carrots and sticks, right? As far as people are going to go is their paycheck. And that's as far as they're going to go. For the value of their paycheck, you're not going to get any more out of them. But with a purpose organization, that's where individuals go above and beyond to drive that purpose home, to convey that excitement, that enthusiasm to the end user, which is the customer. That, in turn, is what will help drive the revenue. People who are part of a purpose who are excited, they want to be there, they perform better, as opposed to those who are there just to collect the paycheck. So. The science is starting to show, the data is starting to show that purpose-driven organizations do start to take the lead. Now, if you got a second, Joe, can I give you a couple of examples of some purpose-driven organizations that we've all heard of? Absolutely. Take, let's take a look at Nike, all right? Nike, here's their purpose, to bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. If you have a body, you're an athlete. I love it. <laughs> you know, Starbucks. Inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, one neighborhood at a time. You go into a Starbucks and Starbucks first started picking up. You went into a Starbucks, they were located close to a neighborhood. They had free Wi-Fi. They had couches, chairs. You, you would see people you know, sitting in there doing work, meeting with colleagues, potential customers. So that's what they were trying to push forward. Google organized the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. We don't say, you know, I'm going to go to a search engine, and look for it. We're going to, we say, I'm going to Google it. Right. right. You know, one that you're familiar with, Joe, Zappos, delivering happiness. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. What about our space, Mike? What, how many, I mean, do you know of companies in our space like that? Yes. A couple of organizations that, that I've worked with. And, and by the way, they all approach me from those three symptoms, plateaued, you know, no vision, not the right culture, no strategy. Uh, Russell Leo over at RLS Logistics, his purpose is creating top leaders. Doesn't tie it to the industry. And Russell's got a unique and understanding way of how he got to that purpose. It, Russell was one of the individuals we had to work a little bit to find his purpose. Okay. And it took a while, but we got there and the organization changed because Russell changed. And Russell had a phenomenal story. In 1958, see, he's a third-generation owner. Oh, wow. But he's a little bit different third-generation owner. In 1958, 
his grandfather had migrated from Italy. And the reason he came, now get this, was to give his family opportunity, not himself, his family. He wanted to give his family that opportunity. So then his father takes that. Russell's father then takes it, and he starts a mushroom farm. It didn't work out, okay? But he was given that opportunity. He was going to take advantage of that opportunity. He didn't give up. He purchases a warehouse. Now his father is pushing you know, that opportunity over to Russell. They purchased a warehouse together. That's how they get into the warehouse industry, refrigerated industry. And it just mushroomed, if you will. <laughs> no pun intended. Right. It mushroomed from there. So now Russell's thought, I've got to provide this same opportunity that was given to me. And he started a leadership class. His mantra was, if you believe you're a leader, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come here, take advantage of our leadership forces and our classes, and I'm going to give you the opportunity and push you to be the best leader you can be. And he does not do this by seniority. If they want the opportunity, he gives it. If someone doesn't want the opportunity, provides it to someone else. And what's funny about this, Joe, is it in front of their headquarters, he's got three mushroom statues. So he, <laughs> why not? He really kind of embedded that. Yeah, that that was one of them. It's interesting, Mike, when you talk about that purpose. The purpose evolved. The first purpose obviously was satisfied when uh, the family had opportunities, and so it evolved, and they had to kind of rearticulate it. But with your help, anyway, they they were able to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, and, and this can happen. You know, again, even the first generation owner. You know, Mike Dougherty over at Center Resource, you know, contacted, you know, sales are flat. I know we can do better. Usually it's just the symptom we see at top, but we've got to drill down deep to find out really what it is. What was driving Mike Dougherty over at Center Resource, because they're a, a business processing outsourcing organization. And, you know, they work with DHL, UPS, FedEx. How do they spell that? Center Resource, S-Y-N-E-E-R, Resource, R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E. Center Resource. Now, Mike Dougherty is a real sharp, intelligent guy. Very, you know, a big personality. But he always had a, a small chip on his shoulder. See, he didn't graduate from a prestigious university. But he still felt that there was, you know, there was some potential within him. And he fought through it. And he, he now owns Center Resource. So he kind of looks back and thinks with his thought, look, if you believe that there is potential in you and no one else seems to want to give you a chance, we can. So he, again, he has leadership classes. He conveys, he meets with his leaders. They go through leadership process. I, I want to say theory, if you will, but you know, their leadership program that they too have established. He wants to, you know, give everyone an opportunity to be a leader. He's not afraid. Here's the thing about Mike Dougherty. He's not afraid to train the best leaders in the industry because if they go somewhere else, he knows he's got a pipeline of individuals who are just scratching and clawing to get in there. So he then, you know, how can I raise the potential help? If you believe there's potential in you, I have a process that I think will help you. Now that resonates, that thought and that process resonates from Mike to his leadership team. It then goes from his leadership team to the every employee with on that floor. Now, the benefit is now the employees understand if there is any way that I can help improve your situation, 
I want to do it. So they do a phenomenal job at what they do with the business outsourcing. They do an excellent job, and that is because of the purpose of Center Resource. That's excellent. As you were talking about training people, recognizing that some might jump just to another opportunity, one of the things that I was reminded of is a big consulting firm. I won't mention the name, but one of the big ones. One of the things they often say is, we will be known by our alumni. So they give their associates fantastic opportunities, recognizing that so many leave. It's the nature of consulting and accounting. And those guys leave, but they end up in top jobs all over the world in every industry. So they end up with kind of a built-in base. So it's so you can look at that purpose and go, yeah, being known by your alumni, that kind of implies you're losing a lot of guys, but there's some method to the madness. Correct. And that's what purpose is. The purpose is not to stifle. That's not a purpose. That's a bad purpose, to stifle <laughs> individuals. Right. Yeah. A purpose is to go beyond the personality, to go beyond the organization. That's what a purpose does. And that's when your customers are the beneficiary. And they respond and they invest back into you. So, Mike, this leads me to another question. What if a company has lost their why? And again, I think they might not feel that it might be culture's bad. They don't have a vision for the future of the company. Maybe don't have a strategy. Maybe it's just that stagnated. I hate my job from the leadership team. What would you guys do at TransStrategy Partners to help them get that back? Sure. Good question, Joe. What we do is we first have to understand, because usually what leaders see, you know, the problem is just the surface issue. The real problem is down deep. We've got to dig down deep. So we, what we do is we take them through a process of understanding where they currently are, their desired state. We put them through a 360 assessment. That's a financial assessment. Where do they compare market-wise? We do a leadership assessment. What are your strengths? You know, what are some blind spots? And we even do a cultural assessment. How do the employees feel about the company? How do they feel about leadership? How do they feel about themselves? How do they feel about their coworkers? So we got to understand where are you right now? Then we kind of take the leader through, you know, the process of discovering why would someone not want to buy from you? Why would someone want to be a part of you? And I'm going to take, and I always take one option right off the bat. I don't want to hear about great customer service. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, yeah. Mike, if there's one one of our inside jokes, uh, the trans strategy partners, uh, people, and and me, we've said many times, what is your competitive advantage if you're not allowed to say customer service or low price? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a it's a it's a a tough question for so many of our our joint customers. Yeah, but I understand it. And I, I understand where they're coming from. You know, they're originally, when they started this organization, they originally had a purpose. They did, or they would have never gotten into it. So sometimes we have to go back and rediscover what is that purpose? Many times, Joe, they've reached their purpose, right? And that purpose has evolved. That's who you were, and you've achieved it, but you have changed. So we've got to go back and rediscover. What was the purpose? Discover, is there a new purpose? And then once we understand that purpose, we then have to discover, is this the right culture for that particular purpose? Are you seeing what you, the actions and the behaviors that you want to see? Don't, we don't talk about customers. Don't talk about sales. 
Okay, They're going to be the beneficiary of all of that. Once we understand the culture that they want, we then go through the strategy. And all along, working towards the strategy works towards the purpose. Everything that a strategy holds is directed, filtered through the purpose. If it's not in alignment with the purpose, you can't do it. Where organizations, good organizations, have gotten out of alignment with their purpose, their strategy starts to falter. The culture, the workplace kind of starts looking around and, you know, wondering who are we? Where are we going? And why are we doing this? That's kind of the process that we have to take them through assessment, culture, and then strategy. I think it's interesting. We've had this conversation many times is you get a culture no matter what. Uh, so if you think, well, I don't have time to work on my culture, it's happening. It's happening no matter what. So it's just a matter of whether it's happening in a way that is good or one that is not so good. You're absolutely right, Joe. And if you don't establish a purpose for your organization, your, your purpose will bring specific certain types of employees to you. They're going to want to be a part of that. I'm not going to say this is 100% of the time, but the percentage of those individuals who want to work you have a strong purpose and you can communicate that purpose, you'll have a higher percentage of employees who will work beyond just what the paycheck is. They'll work beyond just the, you know, the minimum standard. They'll help you carry that purpose through to the market. It will emulate throughout the organization, throughout the customers. But yeah, if you don't communicate what that purpose is and the cultural fit for that purpose, people will start to build one of their own. And that's where you might see conflict within the organization. If you don't have a defined purpose with a defined culture, people will start to build one on their own. And that's where they start to kind of isolate themselves in the organization. Now, that's a great question. <laughs> Thank you. This is a very interesting topic. Is the culture piece is often driven by that purpose piece, it sounds like. And I think so often purpose just gets muddled. We're so busy. We don't give, we, and it's one of those, uh, developing a purpose, getting the right culture, having a strategy. Those are those really important things that are not urgent. Uh, so we tend right. not to work on them. That's why people hire coaches like you guys. Yes. Very good. So Mike, in closing, what if somebody wants to know more about working with trans strategy partners or more about finding their why? How do they get a hold of you guys? Yeah. You can reach me by phone, which is 360. 713-1709 or email and that's mike at transstrategypartners.com. And what kind of programs do you guys uh, run with the transportation and logistics space? Well, the niche that we fill is leadership development and, you know, employee engagement. We do have through our one of our other strong programs, broker train. We do provide onboarding training. We do provide sales training as well. There are some. Dr. Wade Witherspoon, the director of Trans Strategy Education, has been working frequently on a few certification programs as well that are linked specifically to the logistics industry. That's kind of that role we fill: leadership development, strategy, culture, sales training. And certification. And really what it really comes down to, if you want to grow your business and it's not just growing, just revenues, it's growing capability, growing the right culture, growing all the good things. And hopefully uh, 
pushing out all the bad things. <laughs> Very good. Correct. The leader is not growing. Company doesn't have a chance to grow. Excellent. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Joe. Happy to be here. Thank you. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.